It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your captain, Jim Bob Olshorts, and tonight we've got a special treat for you guys. We're going to change things up a bit and uh, jump back into the world of cryptids a little bit. I found a really cool fella hanging out over there at Instagram where I've been finding all these fantabulous podcasters. He's across the pond over there and the host of a podcast called the Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Mr. Tommy Cullum is going to be someone that I think is going to be a great conversation piece tonight. He hosts podcasts and talks to people that have all kinds of stories about ghosts and aliens and bigfoot and more and he's into that kind of thing too and it's nice to see somebody over in the uk getting into something like that you know it's it's real awesome you know so i'm excited to see where this conversation goes tonight i've got bandit and Luis with me so there's no telling where it's gonna go i just know that hey let's uh let's have a little bit of fun you know it's it's always dark and dreary and such like that so Let's let's get into the world of wonder a little bit, because that's where change is really made. And Luis will tell you that, too. I, I guarantee before the night's over, he's totally going to say something about that. So, But, of course, anything that we share tonight or anything we do tonight or, you know, the stuff to get back to Tommy and everything that he's doing will be at everyone's favorite website, unconstitutionalawakening.com, your home for everything us man and you can find episodes of the show episodes of the red pill project that i'm on that makes you think episodes or um yeah episodes of us on other people's shows man different kinds of things going on by everybody all right here in the podcast and more section that's also where you go if you you know want to answer the question at the end of the episode to get yourself a free unconstitutional awakening the podcast sticker man so we still got that going on still looking for people to answer those questions so make sure you tune in to the end here so that you can see if you can get yourself a chance to get something cool for free man while you're over there on the website you can also check out where to watch us if all you do is listen and where to listen if all you do is watch us and man all you listeners out there we have finally at 10,000 audio downloads so thank you thank you so so much man and you know it's it's greatly appreciated you guys can also check out the show right there while you're on the website man while you're hanging around over there looking around at things like our merch store where you can get you some more of those stickers if you'd like or some shirts or 
hats or coffee mugs or pillows, man, we, we got all that kind of stuff going on. So y'all make sure that y'all are tuning in for that as well as checking out our friends in Liberty, Kirk Elliott, Peachy Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, Brett Pike with Classical Learner and Pure Pet Wellness, man. Everybody here is doing some really great things that are against the status quo and I totally recommend them. In fact, you tell them Jim Bob sent you and they're going to give you a discount. So, and, you know, we greatly appreciate anything you guys do supporting the show because it's, you know, it is how it is, man. And we greatly appreciate each and every one of you out there. In fact, if you follow us on, uh, if, if you happen to follow us on Facebook at Captain Conspiracy and the Freedom Pirates, we totally just gave away some stickers over there. So, Stephen, Hermes, Matthew, Scott, congratulations, you guys. I hope you enjoy your stickers. And as far as everybody else that has won stickers from the Pirate Questions, your stickers should be there any day now. So, keep your eyes open, man. We appreciate each and every one of you. And I say we just weigh anchor and get going on this guy. And ahoy there, everyone. Like I was saying in the opening there, we've got Mr. Thomas Cullen joining us this evening from the Let's Get Freaky podcast. And we're super excited about this because it's going to be a change of pace from this evening from the things you guys are normally used to. So uh, enough about me, though, man. How you doing over there, Thomas? How things going? Hi, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on, man. It's an yeah. honor to be with you, boys. Oh, man. Much appreciated. Hey, man, I, I, as I was saying in the opening to you guys, this is somebody else that I found over there on Instagram and all these in all these uh, different podcasts that I've been finding coming across. And he spurred my interest because he likes to talk about things that are out there and weird and, you know, cryptids and what else? Cause you never know, man. I, there's, I always say that you never know what you're seeing. Cause there's so much weird stuff out there. that truly is unexplainable. And I love it when somebody wants to listen to those stories from other people and stuff like that. Cause Stuff like that I find fantastic. Me and Luis sat here one night and listened to a guy tell us stories about uh, talking to Bigfoot. So, you know, I mean, we, wow. I, I I never like to it, throw anybody's story aside, you know? Yeah. like it's, it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's experience is so vastly different. And listening to those experiences in themselves, it's like opening a book of rare, rare stories that are interesting, but at the same time, nobody's listening to them because they're just they fall into an obscure side of what actually built most of the literature we have today if you think about it liter our literature is based off people like them so what so i gotta ask what got you into the cryptid scene man um i've always i've always been fascinated by everything paranormal ghosts cryptids ufos i love it all um the cryptids is, is probably the more recent one i started really getting into the Bigfoot subject first. Nice. And like like everyone, when you first think about Bigfoot, I think especially over here in the UK, you think of one Bigfoot in the whole of America. There's one of them. <laughs> and then when you really look into it, it's like there's, there's a whole, there's so much evidence to support it. And it, it just gripped me. And it, it, I just found it fascinating. And I oh, wanted man, I more. I'm a, I'm definitely a believer. You know, we've got people in different parts of the country seeing different versions of them. And then you branch out into the rest of the world and you start finding them in other places there too. And it's yeah, just, yeah. it's a me, some, a friend of mine, a friend of the show, his name's Steven. He actually gave me a, he was like, Hey man, you know how feral pigs are hairy, but domesticated pigs are bald. I was like, yeah. He's like, what if they're just feral humans, bro? I was like, that's, 
that's a good way to look at that. That could be a plausible thing. <laughs> I mean, to a degree, right? Because if you think about uh, divergent evolution, just let's go with this, the actual scientific methodology of how you can look at it. Divergent evolution. You have groups of people that grew up in, in collectives, us, and like large collectives that created societies. And then there were some that literally were forest people and kept being forest people. And a while ago, you know, some, some, they were, anytime they mess with the rich people, the rich people were like, you know what? Stay away from those areas. Weird shit happens in there. There's like whole sections of the world that if you look at it, you're like, hmm, why didn't we leave that area alone? <laughs> it's rich in resources. It's, it's, it's great for building cities. It, actually, it's optimal. Like there are places in the United States that are forest that would be the most incredible places to live. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And nobody lives. Well, there are some people that live. But ask yourself, why the fuck is there not mass encampment? There's water I, supply. There's sunshine. There's sometimes just the right now, amount of sunshine. Now, in like real feral people like, you know, me and Bandit have talked about this before. I, tr I, I live near a lot of national forests and I will swear <laughs> that there are feral people in those forests just running around because even, me and, him even me and him witnessed oh. some some obvious like signs if of you people had, deep in the woods. If you had just about an hour east of where I live, you get into the the Appalachian Mountains. I mean, not even an hour. About 45 minutes east of me, you you get into the Appalachian Mountains where, you know, you you will, you know, disappear <laughs> and not of your own accord, you know? Um you know, there, there is a, I think it reappeared on Hulu. Uh, there is a really good uh, series that goes into, I think it's called Re uh, Missing 411 on Hulu. I think it's called Missing 411. They go into all of this, and it's probably one of the best series that I have watched that in that investigate like mysterious appearances dealing with the paranormal. And there was one on there where um, you get an area, there's an area East it's the Appalachian mountains. And then you go out West. And of course you have the, the lore, the, the, the cryptic lore in the Rockies. And then you have the Pacific North, the Pacific Northwest and you have the southeast or the southwest it's it's yes <laughs> yeah yeah no, that I, is I, I've, I've heard great i haven't seen it but i know of this it is one of the best you will watch one specific episode dealt with a um this hunting crew group and they would go into i can't my memory is terrible so yeah i mean it's they went into an area and they've been going in there for you know a decade 15 years something like that they taped what is perhaps the greatest example of voices of the unknown out in the wood line and they're in this little wooden hut made out of logs and he, he they're videotaping and recording multiple like humanoid voices and screeches in the tree line and they they brought the recordings and everything back and they had people just 
uh, the, go over the sound for, you know, months and years. And these people cannot disprove it. You know, they can't, they, they're like, it's, it's not fake. It's it. And if it is fake, it's one of the best fakes <laughs> in history, you know, but the one thing that sticks out. Yeah. One thing that sticks out though. Is that the Ron Moorhead uh, Sierra sounds? Is that what you say? I, that that sounds familiar. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. yeah. Yeah. And they said, I mean, it's, and they've, they've said it, there's no way it's fake, but at the same time, they said it's not human. So check these out. This is some recent ones from Ohio. Well, there's some crazy stuff going on in Ohio right now. So well, it was a couple years ago prior to that. Oh. <laughs> wow. But I've heard what I'm recording right now sounds very similar to what I heard back in 1991 or 92. You know, and I've heard a few. I've heard a few <laughs> other ones like that. You know, I was. I, I did. Uh, I I've never heard that one. What did you not play? Hey, hold on a second. I'm gonna find you one. That's you can find one another ones really. Ones. But I, I'm gonna find you a good one. I've we, got one. You know, we talked about some some stuff like that when I I helped do the Bigfoot documentary with uh, Nate and them over there on the realities ours. And like the only story I've got is from North Georgia in the southern end of the uh, Appalachian Mountains during a trip like a trip camping trip up there and there was six of us that all heard something screaming in the woods that wasn't human you know what i'm saying like it, it caused for us to all sleep in the van that night with the doors locked but like and, and there's no animal in that region that comes close right and that's part of the the whole mystery that there's no natural creature that, that screams we know like that. of that screams like that i mean even a escape tape i don't know i mean i would imagine others said they would be like okay this is an ape call but that's the only thing that you can come close is certain ape, other apes, literally. It's Bigfoot, ape. We are ape. So another type of ape. But even those are weird because it could escape from a lab. Like it happened. It literally happens that they escape from labs. Not any, not as much anymore, but they used to. Well, and there was this one that you guys were, wait, forgot. Remember the truck that fell and the monkeys fell out and a woman was bit? And this was like in 2020 or 2019. I remember that. And everybody's like, the pandemic's oh. going to start soon. Did you guys that. remember that? I, I they were like, that. the pandemic's going to start soon. I, I do remember when the... Well, see, we have we have uh, Monkey That's Island cool. down here in the southeast where they, in like the 60s, they filmed a movie, like a Tarzan-type movie on the river out here and had brought monkeys in and then they got loose and like repopulated really quick. And so, like, we have this whole area that you have to be extra careful when you're going down through there because even if you're on the river or whatever, because monkeys will jump out of the trees after you. Like, wow, it's a legit like, yeah, I mean, they're they're probably mad like and but but like when I start thinking about like all the different kinds hey, of hey, I see. Hey, it. Jimmy, check the I see. Yeah, it. play um, that. When I, when I start thinking of like all the different kinds of like Bigfoot and it being close, you know, being even resembling some kind of maybe forest ape or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that believes that there were multiple, multiple, you know, forms of human beings. Google will tell you all day. There's only one human being species, but there is clearly proof that there 
are a lot more than that. This this article specifically talks about eight, but like I've seen some stuff where even like Graham Hancock is talking about, and there's definitely a lot more human type species that have existed. And oh, you know that brings up where are they? Could they be some of these other humanoids that are walking around in the woods like this? Like yeah. it. Speaking I, of I'm, humanoids, that brings up uh, the. Uh, where along the evolutionary chain did human beings become afraid of things that looked human but weren't human? You know, where at one point in evolution, Uncanny Valley, Uncanny Valley, yeah, that's it, that's it. What I'm talking about, 10,000, 20,000. That's a real mystery. It is a real, it is that people have asked the same question. It's like, no, genuinely. What if it was a species that looked like us and yes, they were other? One wasn't human. They Why were are we afraid of even now? We're afraid of things that look human that aren't human. You know. So where did that come from? How well, far down the evolutionary chain was that? But I mean, that gets you into know? what you sent me that video for here just a moment yes. ago. Really, because that's the this is the, a, this is the thing. But I do I do want to hear you know Thomas. What are your thoughts on like the other you know other species being out there possibly still? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, they find giant bones, don't they, that apparently get covered up? There's, seems strange. Then, then you've got the actual elongated skulls that they have proven definitely yeah. weren't shaped that way. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely other types of humans out there, whether Bigfoot comes into that bracket or if it's more ape or more like us, I'm not sure. But I think there's definitely a possibility that it's, I, uh, it's obviously do, whatever it is, it's obviously very clever. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. And, and like, you know, that's there, there's been all kinds of things in, in that valley of stuff or whatever. And even things that have been clearly, you know, hidden, you know, there's, there's all kinds of historical documents hidden in things like the Vatican and, and Smithsonian and stuff and locked away in their vaults. But then you've also got to think about if you're trying to control a narrative that if somebody does find something, was it destroyed? Because, you know, you hear some of these stories sometimes that happened in like the 40s, 50s and 60s of people exploring places of the desert and coming across these grandiose things. And then you don't hear about it again. And uh, it's, do you guys it's remember the, the people with the heads in the chest? That's that's a thing. Have you heard of these people? I have, but I want to. I want to play the one bandits excited about it. Yeah, yeah. There's people with heads in their chest, and I'll many show, cultures really spoke up about about them. Skinwalker calling for help. That's freaky, man. Don't mess with Skinwalker, bro. Like the video, the the video actually is the cut short, unfortunately. But the real reason that that the guy was out there, not with the intent of like capturing, of uh, he was out doing a Boy Scout instructional video on how to start fire, start a fire, and he just so happened to come upon that. Why do you think? Well, I, I didn't see that. What was the reason they didn't act react to it? Because they also felt weird about the call. What was the explanation I mean, for them not to act on somebody that? calling for help? Well, that's a, but that's a common thing when you get into yeah, the yeah. skinwalker thing. 
like you have something that's trying to call like lure you in draw you in you know so it it in a lot of the legends it has a habit of sounding like a child even you know like a child calling for its mother or you know looking for help and i mean it's the perfect trap if you think about it it's the perfect trap well i mean isn't that how i mean look at how deep sea predators hunt you know they mimic things in trouble or even you know there are some predators on land that mimic uh the cries of animals that are wounded or you mean animals crying like human babies Cats? Yeah, that could, Cats that's that? it, that's an easy way to lure somebody in. We lure to love them. <laughs> yeah, that's cats. I mean, that's really a cat, <laughs> cat cat evolution. And then what you were making reference of before we jumped over into that, that's this is also another one of those interesting, weird things that. that yeah, have the, you seen this bandit? The Bellame? No, I have not. Oh, my God. You got to go down this rabbit hole. You're going to be like, what? I went. It's a great rabbit hole. I've been down this one, and it's really interesting. Like, like, what? is this what the character on Teenage Mutant? Or, uh, uh, Teenage Mutant, or not? Uh, let me let me read a little bit about it. With the, with uh, yeah, says. Teenage Mutant Ninja the, Turtles, uh, the bad guy. The Bellamy no, were described no, no, as Greek and as Greek <laughs> and Roman histories were typically thought to be a tribe of African men. The Bellame or the chest eyes or the something I'm not even going to try to murder um, <laughs> were mythical people said to be about six to 12 feet tall and almost half as wide. And according to ancient sources, they were said to have been cannibals. So this, I mean, in a, a in a way, from six to 12 feet high from six to 12 feet tall. I mean, that's pretty vague. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, think about people in their different heights, though. Now, I mean, you got. People like yourself who tower, twelve who, feet tall means tower just over like people really like me. Tall. I'm sure they weren't actually twelve feet tall. Yeah. Okay. So th- maybe somebody's perception somebody of somebody that's safe. Is, sorry, somebody that's seven and a half feet looks like they're twelve feet tall. Especially when you're t- tiny to, and leprechaun size. To Jimmy, to to, to, to Jimmy, Jimmy, somebody that like was a, seven and a half feet tall would look like a giant. Yeah. So <laughs> this is very true. Like that's like, the point. But it's it. You know, it begs the question because you you know that there have been other species found and, you know, they're always, I guess, in the world of evolution, they always talk about like the missing link and stuff. And like somewhere along the lines, all these other, you know, all these other different humans or different humanoids. I bet the Smithsonian, have, I bet the Smithsonian have showed vanished. up and destroyed one of the excavation sites. You know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in things like, you know, because when you look back at what dude wrote when he wrote the lord of the rings and the hobbit series he claims that these were from historical documents that he found in this library and just different books and stuff like that that he had read throughout all this This is where he dreamed this stuff up and you know i'm the kind of guy that'll tell you right now are fairies yes leprechauns yes giants yes you know i i really think that there were all these different forms of humans at one point in time and man just you know, either ended up with the ring of power and took over or, you know, something like we we've, we've gotten to this point now, whether it be an experiment, like they've been trying recently, or, you know, that even led to it too, because humans switched a pathway to where they have like that fear that you're talking about. And, you know, there's a lot of 
a lot of quirks that we've gained that seem to be almost changed upon us instead of something that we naturally had when you really break down humans and such. What, what I find interesting is that every every culture has the same thing as well. Like before the internet, before we were all connected, both sides of the world had giants and and done all the ancient drawings of giants and stuff. And you know, we all had the same. We're all seeing the same thing. So I, I find that interesting. It's almost like we were connected at one point. You know. Yeah. yeah. Makes you think. Well, Antarctica was a tropical yeah, environment. Oh, yeah. With buildings. With buildings. Oh, yeah. Those those old, oh, man, on the, uh, let's see, ancient. Well, there's, there's, I mean, there's fucking, there's pyramids there, but. Oh, I mean, buildings. that I don't doubt. Well, there, well, there's other buildings. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's, there's always, there was a map floating around for a little while, and I'm trying to see if I can find it again that shows it, like, defrosted and with like civilization on it and such like it, it it's it's quite interesting you know that there were a, there was a time where it was mapped to show there was ports and things like that so you know old maps from the 1500s show antarctica under the ice now this is the big thing in the 1500s it was already under an ice age so the ice was bigger than it is now. Sure. We ended the ice age in the 1850s. People don't understand that. People are like, global warming, global warming. I'm like, yeah, because we were in an ice age. Well, that and part then- alone is like a hard problem to debate with people that don't understand how it's not man. The most of these problems are not man-made, but a cycle not, of the earth. Not to mention mine and Bandit's favorite. The plastics, though. Of the plastics of the. Mass. Of the uh, pole shift. Oh, yeah. We don't know if anything happens or nothing happens. This floating rock has been tumbling through space for billions of years. You know, really, billions of years. This, I mean, everybody wants to talk about how bad this, I'm not downplaying it whatsoever, uh, how bad the spill and problem is in East Palestine, Ohio is. I'm not downplaying that whatsoever. It's bad but if people think for one second this is going to have some negative effect on the earth spinning around the sun for another few billion years i mean mother nature will correct itself it will it will it will flush everything out and it will start over you know it really will people don't have a clue about how awesome you know this planet really is i mean what do you think hurricanes are they're surf cleaning uh, surf, yeah surface it's a buff it's a buff <laughs> it's a buffer it's like, i mean i've been it it's god just just giving it a scrub yeah <laughs> a little scrubby yeah. scrubby scrub you know tornadoes are his fingers i said so picking, like at a, picking at a dead spot <laughs> scratch you know i mean i that was that goes more into what you, what I had said to you before. I mean, you were conversating about how you know if if there was anything 
in existence that we could actually legitimately call a real god, it would have to be planet Earth. I mean, it. Yeah. Without it, we are nothing. We cease to exist. It gives life. It takes it away, et cetera, et cetera. Like it can, and it can wipe its slate clean. And like I, I'm a firm believer in this isn't our first time around. You know, like I think. I think humanity has made it to leaps and bounds in the past before, and then something happened, and it ha- and we got sent back to the Stone Age. And I honestly don't think I, I and I don't think that it won't happen again. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm sure it'll probably happen again. We just end up getting too big for our britches and mess ourselves up, and then the survivors that are left start over in caves. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's a cycle, just like anything else. Oh, the that meme, the meme where we build AI, AI enslaves us. Solar storm destroys uh, AI. We praise the sun. Just maybe the cryptids. Just maybe the cryptids, or that we think are just like abnormalities, are leftovers from the previous civilization that was wiped out and restarted and evolved into us. Now, I mean. Well, I, I mean, so we've existed for three hundred thousand years, and there's potential evidence of things happening before. You know, kind of back to Bigfoot, a point that I've made um, numerous times, and that I do like to point out is, is you know, a lot of people like to put on the missing persons map and the national parks map and how close they are. The well, cave system. Well, in, oh, the cave systems and stuff. And I got, I got curious one day, and I decided to throw the United States Bigfoot sighting map on top of both of those maps just to see what it was. And holy crap! if it didn't line up with a lot of the same stuff. And so I've always had this theory in my head that Bigfoot totally lives in like inner earth. Like I, I think they come up here and go as they please, but like for the most part, they got their own thing going on in a whole different part of the planet that we don't even think about because everybody's focused on the stars. And, you know, there's too much, there's too many people on this side of the planet and the other side of the planet that have seen the same creature just with minor differences to, for me to not believe it's real. And, and I think this also goes along with the same to go with any of the creatures that resemble the Loch Ness monster as we have similar creatures in some of the rivers and lakes in the United States. I've heard stories out of China with the same kind of stuff um you know even australia and so i'm just like okay so this is another creature that somehow got entrapped or somehow does exist through here and you know we we know nothing about the ocean so could there be a dinosaur-like creature swimming in the depths of the ocean that we couldn't comprehend yes because giant whales eat krill so you can't tell me that one of these things couldn't somehow sustain itself do you think cryptids only exist on land exactly Oh no! There, there are aquatic cryptids. I mean, we find them all the time. There's the the. By the way, there is a section of YouTube where you can go and find this stuff. It's the most beautiful section because it's the most peaceful. The ocean cryptids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdest shit. I know what you're talking about. There's Ocean X. I think it is. Uh, They have been even on the. There's unexplainable. Doing live streams of the bottom of the mirror on a str- like the like as far as they can go. It's like let's say I can go ten thousand feet. So they're looking at it and they give you live feeds. It's so good, and they've been doing this for more than a decade. They're amazing. I'll make sure. I'll and that's more terrifying than like unexplained creatures in 
outer space because you know what people are like oh so what but we have unexplained instances and creatures and areas right here on our own planet right here on our own planet man i mean that's gotta that's that's gotta you know that that's gotta make you think you know what's what's been the uh, so I know you interview people and talk to folks that have had like cryptid experiences and stuff. What has been you, you think one of your best cryptid experiences stories that you've heard? Ooh. Well, the last show that I just put out, um, Al Santariga came on the show, and he's he's got fifty years worth of experience with Bigfoot, Dogman. Uh, he's an incredible guy, and uh, he told me there it is. Yeah, <laughs> he told me. Um, a story that someone in the Canadian army told him, and I don't think you'll mind me sharing it. Um, basically, there was uh, a big what part of Canada was it? Canada. Uh, I think it was British Columbia. I think I'm not quite sure. I have to. <laughs> I think that's where it was. So there was a big um, school party going on in a house that was in the middle of nowhere in Canada. And it was like the end of year school party. Um, and all the kids were just there getting drunk, having a good time. And apparently it was in a house that was abandoned that all the kids just used to go to. And um, during the party, something happened uh, underneath the house. There was like, um, they found, what's it called? Like a cellar. And it was it was locked and they've opened the cellar and I believe this creature's jumped out and they were filming this. This was on film. Oh, wow. And uh, it was how you would describe a werewolf dog, man. This is how it looked. And um, obviously everyone at the party's run out, ran home. Everyone's gone. And uh, this was on, someone had it on camera and something happened to the camera. I don't know. I don't know where it is now. Obviously, it'd be amazing smell to see. Blair. That. <laughs> smell a Blair Witch. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, but apparently they left one of their friends at the house, and they all went back. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, leave them, leave them yeah. behind. Oh, so go. I wouldn't go back. <laughs> so that that was a recent one. That was quite incredible. So I know over, I know over in the UK, there's definitely a lot of uh, you know good haunt stories. You know, to come out of that area, there's there's a lot of good good haunted areas. It's much like the Southeast over here where I'm at, you know, we've got some of the down in Savannah, Georgia and stuff like that. Some of the most haunted places in the, in the country. And, and you guys alone over there have a bunch of haunts, but I got to say, are there any exclusive cryptids to the UK area that you Uh, don't think you've heard about out of the, we've got the Loch Ness. Yeah. That's the main, that's the, the main, one one. of the main ones. (laughs) But where I live, I didn't realize this. I've recently moved from, so I'm, I'm from Essex, which is right next to London. And I've recently moved to Dorset, which is about two hours from London. And I've got a big forest right next to me, massive forest. And I didn't realize, but there's um, there's like a dogman law there. So they say that there's a dogman there. I didn't know this till I moved here and obviously talking to locals and stuff. Yeah, and yeah apparently we've got our own dogman that people have seen, heard it apparently uh seen glowing eyes in the forest and stuff like that 
I thought that was really cool. I mean, because the was, dog man's another subject that's, there, that's really wrong. There, there was all there was always that the, the Americans were always singing about the werewolves in London back in the day. So that's I mean, it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Now, I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok and YouTube saying that Scotland is one of the bigger places over there as far as cryptid lore. Yeah, there's a lot of Bigfoot activity in Scotland apparently as well. Oh. So that's that's another cool thing. Looking into this subject, I've always thought of uh, America as being the place where Bigfoot is, but it's actually everywhere. But as you said mm-hmm. before, Russia, uh, all over the place, China, Australia. You got the Yowie in Australia, and I've spoken to people there's, in the UK. Supposedly, even a tiny version in Indonesia. Yeah, like that's yeah. much smaller. A, because, a pygmy Bigfoot. Yeah, a, a, a kosher big, like no, what are you? <laughs> Compact. And that comes the wrong word. You know, compact. <laughs> well, it's it, Indonesia, limited resources. I don't know which of the <laughs> islands, but. Oh, I mean, so this, he wasn't this, able to grow to full size because of limited resources, right? Just like humans in certain areas, they don't grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Limited resources. Well, you know, it's, I've, I've heard, you know, the dogman stories type things, even, you know, even here. We. Our actually hotbed for the dogman conversation seems to come more out of the Louisiana, Mississippi area. I'm not sure. Yep. I'm not sure what draws our dogman lore to come out of that area of the country, but that's where we get. We I've found more people that talk about that kind of stuff is in that area. You know, down mm-hmm. here in the southeast, we don't even actually call him Bigfoot. We call him a skunk ape. You know that because he's out here in the swamp area and stuff like that, and that's just that's just but it's still kind of the same thing and uh that fellow that i talked that me and louise talked to a while back he he said that like dogman and and bigfoot like coexist uh, in parts of the parts of the forest and stuff and so i've just i've found that i've always found that interesting because he's actually not the first person i've heard that from so it yeah you know it makes me wonder back into that uh, what if they are a whole society of different breeded people living underground you know People say that like the ancient Egyptian depictions of dogmen type humans and stuff were, you know, them trying to explain a God or something like that. But what, what if, you know, like what if in this ancient place before the world had a reset, there were giant hairy humans running around, there were dogmen running around, there were lizard men running around. Like I, it, to me, it doesn't seem out of the realm of plausibility because look at the clown show we live in today so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the ancient world was full of magical creatures and beings of i wanted time. to show you chat gpt's point of view if i could on uh, on this oh yes please let's see this <laughs> this is yeah. so i simply asked uh okay go away screen sorry one second let me hide so what are the what dog men myths in europe the cons so you can see there Ancient sure. Greek mythology, there was the creature called Cerebrus, but it thinks that there is none. Chat GPT also, you know, seems to have a hard idea of how it's leaning and a lot of the things it talks about. How do you werewolves or what's the other term for werewolves? Uh, lichen. Yes, there you go. You beat me to it. <laughs> Now this would be something, Luis. I think you should f- be feeding into the uh, AI ge- art generator. 
Oh yeah, let's play around with that one too. But yeah, there you go. Still going, but well, I work on this if you want to is read it, that. Is it gonna start? Uh, is it gonna start cussing at me and threatening me? Did, no, I have to. I have to <laughs> force it through. Uh, through basically persuading it to think differently. We can try the the Bing chat in a second. The the Bing version of ChatGPT. Oh, I was just wondering because I heard the other day about the. You can the... make it. Yeah, you. It's called. You have to jailbreak it. Okay. It's something called the Dan jailbreak. But yeah, that's what it says. You want to read some part of it while I work on the other side? Yeah, it says the uh, the the term lichen is derived from the world like word lichenthorpe, which refers to human being who can transform into a wolf or wolf-like creature in European for folklore are various stories and legends about werewolves, which are essentially the same as lichens. And they're saying that the concept of it originated in Greek mythology, where the story of the king lichen tells the man who was transformed into a wolf by the god Zeus as punishment for his arrogance. And in North mythology, it's the stories of berserker warriors who could take on the strength and ferocity of a bear or wolf through shape-shifting. And, I mean, you know, the, sh the, sh <clears throat> the shape-shifting. I want to stop right there. Because you've got things that, like, like this wolfman kind of shape-shifting thing. I guess in a sense, when it comes to Bigfoot, it's almost like a shape-shifting thing because you can't, no matter how hard you try, his frequency, and this is what I think it is, his frequency keeps you from being able to film him clearly no matter what you do. And, you know, you've got the shape-shifting politicians that are out there that we, that I always joke about being lizard people and stuff like that. But you see, a, you see the idea of shape-shifting being pretty prevalent in old lore you know regardless of which country you're looking at it from or which part of the world you're looking at it from you run across the idea of shape-shifting and so that's again one of those things like where where did they come up with that like what what did someone witness at one point in time that caused them to believe that they something could shape-shift or were there shape-shifters at, at some point well. in time it's like I've said when we had this uh, we had this movie discussion. Um, we were in a movie talks, and nothing, nothing we come up with, you know, just comes out of thin air. It's it has to be associated with something, something that was written down, or it has to be a um, a combination of something you witnessed and something you read already or something like that, you know, something like this just doesn't come out of thin air. You know, you just, it's something that's written down, recorded before something you've witnessed yourself, you know? I mean, it's not chat GPT is not really denying it here, but it's backing me up and talking about how it's in everything. Like you've got it from, Native American, European, what does that say? Japanese? <clears throat> Sorry, let me make it. Can, it. can you see better that way? I mean, I just wish the screen was bigger. Let me it's go okay. Down a bit. There we it's, go. It's okay. There we go. Let's see what does that say? It's got Hindu, Japanese. Like, it's, it's not... It's not... I, I don't think it's out of the realm, man. Like, I think there's something... There's something that drew people to believe that. What do you think there, Thomas? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, a lot of people have had experiences seeing these things. And I mean, is everyone lying? 
I don't. I don't think so. That's the thing. Yeah. Everybody can't be lying. Everybody can't yeah. be asked, at looking for for attention. Give you a simple example: UFOs. Trust me. Somebody didn't experience it. The statistical probability that somebody's making it up is extremely low because of the amount of ridicule that comes from it. But yeah, I want to find of ridicule is abhorrent. But see, now my only arg- my only thing with UFOs is I want to know the difference in the ones that show up that nobody knows what they really are, and the ones that are clearly government, you know. Fugazi's going on just for a show on the TV. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. But I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a UFO believer for sure because I've, you know, I'm I've seen things that are unexplainable. Like I've seen things come out of the water and vanish towards the air from the ocean that don't make sense. So, you know, who who am I to to deny? <laughs> To to deny that it's, you know, real or not. Yes. Yes, you're looking up the word Fugazi. I mean it's 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 a fun <laughs> word. It's a fun word. I've I've seen UFOs. I'm a I've seen a, a few weird things. Please tell. Share. You want me to tell you? Yeah. So one of my strangest UFO experiences, this is going back about eight years ago. Uh, I was living in Essex, I was in a flat. And I was with my mother-in-law. We both saw this. So opposite the flat I was in was like a little foresty area. And we was on the fourth floor, so we was quite high up. And literally three balls come out of the, the forest. And they were changing shape, these balls. They, they seemed to be connected, but they weren't actually touching. And they were like a silvery color. And they were just, I would say, just bigger than a, a bit bigger than a basketball, say. And they were they were floating around each other and just going up and up and up. And me and my mother-in-law are looking at this like, what is that? Like we couldn't work it out. Is it a balloon? No, it was not a balloon. We just could not work it out where it was. And, and the weird thing was is these three balls, they were balls, but they kept changing shape. They were never the same shape either. It was always a different shape. And they were just sort of going around each other, up and up and up. And all of a sudden you just saw flash, 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 and they were gone. And we, me, I looked at my mother-in-law and I went, nobody's going to believe us. <laughs> but, um, and nobody does really, but, <laughs> but that happened and it was, it was amazing. I don't know, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that you, I'm not going to deny it because you can't, you know, when you, when you know, you've seen something, even if yeah. it's unexplainable, even if nobody's going to believe you and you're willing to talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, there's, there's some truth to that. You know, we We've had some interesting people talk about some interesting things up here. And, you know, one of, I think one of my favorite stories to come off of this show is from our buddy Lowell Johnson, who has talked about going inside of Mount Shasta and seeing, seeing inner earth himself and stuff like that. And it's, it's, wow, it's such an interesting conversation. And then he brings along like weird picture evidence of things that he sees out there too. And it's just like, you know, you can't, you got to start not denying it. You know, they've, they've even caught apparitions and stuff like finally on video or whatever. So it's, there's been so many accounts of one version or another of hollow earth that 
there there really is i mean there there's there's account written accounts of hollow earth people visiting inner earth i mean dating back i, I don't even know one one of the most popular though was written by a <clears throat> uh, I think it was a Norwegian fisherman, uh, the 18, 1800s, I think. But I mean, he vividly describes uh, giants in, in, in our earth, vividly. Wow. And they're supposed to be like somewhere around a dozen or so entrances into inner earth. One of them being right here in Kentucky. Wow, which which wait which uh the the mushroom mines or which can no mammoth cave mammoth cave oh yeah yep how close is that to or how close are you to that hold on I gotta look it up man I don't I don't remember I mean I just I just wonder because we always we always make jokes about you know we're gonna go hunting for cryptids for a uh, unconstitutional mm -hmm. and live thing or whatever and come on bro let's go spend the night in mammoth cave <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh it'll only be the weird scorpions crabs and other insects and other life forms i live I, I live in georgia so we have large bugs of all kinds mosquitoes that can carry you away black scorpions that like to get into your bathroom and snakes coming up your toilet and all kinds of stuff like that so like <laughs> i'm not too concerned about sleeping along my normal neighbors that I've already got going on as it is when <laughs> you're in the South. It's just, it's, you know, we, we, I've had, I made, I've had some friends come down from the Northeast and you know, we joke about how the bugs Ooh, are going to carry them away. Ooh, I like it. I was going off of what you were describing. And Mammoth cave is an hour and 45 oh. minutes away. Okay. Towards me or that's cool pictures, man. Um, not what you saw, but it was what came up. Not what I saw, but that's yeah, that's cool. And I was looking at werewolves, the different types it can create. Wow. Yes, we're here. I mean, I could make it so my computer gives me a completely different voice. I have to work it out, so one day I'll do the entire show with a completely different voice. Oh my god, nice. I should try to see if I can train it to speak like Raiden from Metal Gear Solid. And then we can make somebody else speak like the colonel the entire show. So, so I got no, Thomas. You said you said you had some other interesting experiences. Is there any yeah. other things that you've come across that you'd like to share? Because I definitely would love to hear it, man. Well, I've seen I've seen more UFOs. I saw when I was fourteen. We was all playing football in the street, and this is before mobile phones, so none of us could take a picture of it. But there was like um, we all stopped playing football. And we was like, what is that? And in the distance, obviously really high up, there was what I can only describe as like um, a building that you would see in Dubai. It was just like a weird shape, massive, looked like a building, but it was floating in the sky. And we, we were just watching it for ages, like, what is it? We couldn't work it out. It was like an orangey, silvery colour, but it was massive and it was, in, it was well in the distance. And... Um, yeah, that that was that was strange, and and I just remember we didn't we were watching it for about ten fifteen minutes, whatever it was, talking about it, and then we was like, "Come, let's carry on playing football." <laughs> I didn't watch it; we didn't see if it flew off, or I wish I really wish we did, but it was uh, it was really weird. 
Oh, no. I mean, and, and you know, that... See, I've got a weird story that I had told recently to some friends of mine, too, about seeing things that people don't believe is true. But I was there with a few, few folks, you know, when it was... Cell phones were around, but they weren't near the quality that we have now, for sure. It was still just a flip phone in my pocket. And, you know, I've got a... A, a Thunderbird don't, story. Man, don't do the don't don't do the age story, thing, bro. right? No, but I mean, <laughs> you know, we're we're all out in the in what's considered the foothills of Appalachia at a, at a golf course, and the four of us at the tee will all all four we will back each other up all day. We seen something fly from a cave out of the side of the mountain and watched it fly off, and the size was just not comprehensible. Wow. And you know, we're we're all convinced that it was either a thunderbird or a dragon and since the southeast of the united states is actually known you know to have have thunderbirds in the past and stuff it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's still one running around out there and of course thunderbird or pterodactyl or whatever you want to call it but we've even got there's factual pictures you know from from history in the united states of people catching these thunderbirds that they haven't been able to debunk so it's it's clearly a plausibility that something like this could live in one of these untouched forest areas you know we were talking earlier about how you know what it what are they keeping locked away in that area well could it be something like that could it be bigfoot could it be a sleeping giant you know like these are all i think these are all possibilities yeah man what you got interesting so you see here, this is the Bing version of ChatGPT. This is the one that can get really racy and crazy. Uh, and I was just covering Thunderbirds, the mystical creatures. You can also see here the, sh- the lichens, the description. It's different. It's not exactly the same. The difference is this one. Look, it gives you the annotations of where it got the text. So it's just something to explore. When you're looking at these cryptids, the problem is you can see the responses are very, very static. Well, you can explore further, like and see. It, it's not super fast, but it's interesting. So it's something to explore as you're exploring any of these things. Uh, although at the end of the day, it might still give you these answers that are that it's entertaining. Because you have to dig dig deep that to the consensus. There we go. Ah, it's going much deeper now. Yeah. You. You can go ahead and what read off of some of it because I'm 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 pulling up some pictures in my background real quick. But so let me see which one the Thunderbirds. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Thunderbirds are mystical creatures that appear in the legend of Native American tribes, especially in the Southwest region of the United States. They are described as enormous birds that can produce thunder and lightning with their wings and beaks. They are also seen as protectors of humans from the evil spirits and predators who breaks the rules. That's interesting that I've never heard of them. Four and then uh, according to Al myth, Thunderbirds control the upper world for, and fight with the underwater partner of Great Horned Serpent that controls the underwater. Okay, okay, we're going into the actual myths and everything. According to the Menomine tribe, sorry, I need to get close, I need to make this bigger. Okay. According to the Mennonite tribe, Thunderbirds live on a floating mountain in the sky and are ancestors of humans who helped create the universe. According to the Ojibwe tribe, 
Thunderbirds are created by the Na Nana Bozop to fight against evil spirits and also to punish humans who break the moral rule. So I guess they're good spirits overall. Like all I'm seeing, they're good. Are they gone because the bad people killed them? I, mean, I know quite, tribes, I'm imagining they're um, Native American tribes. It's quite plausible. I mean, but you know, like a lot of or there's there's these Native American was, from Mexico. Or I was having having a little bit of trouble finding at the moment, but they're and I know we've talked about them before, Luis. But and I know you've seen them too. But they're like these older pictures from, um, you know, like after the Civil War era, where people were taking pictures with the Thunderbirds that they found. One of the prominent places was like Alabama, I believe, and. It it's just it's mind blowing at at seeing these kind of things, you know, like it it because there's definitely some truth to it and when you get to when you get to looking at it from my end, I guess. Cause I'm, you know, definitely the guy that's gonna be like, ah, it's 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 possible. Like that, but that's just cause I, I I don't know, I get I like to think that a lot of different things are plausible because there is just so much out there that seems implausible but so, by the way so, this this is the definitely the future of search this actually works this is way better this is like an enhancement because this is connected to the internet well chat gpt is not chat gpt is not connected to the internet interesting so yeah look at all the d directions okay. to try to push you all right let me get, let me get the share screen back so i can mm -hmm. bring up these pictures I'll, you know, let me hit out You're in control, sir. These are all these old pictures, and like they've never really wow. had anything to debunk a lot of it. Like it's really kind of unexplained. I mean, a few do look fake as hell, but a few look interesting. Like the there, bird. Yeah. There's another one of the blackbird. That one's like uh, been around for a long time. This is but one they, that they've actually never got to really debunk. Like they've had actually people look at this one. Somebody then oh, has wow. that somewhere yeah. in their house if that's real and it's kept away and they're very rich. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then there's always been this picture too that was super interesting. Like this I remember this one. There are, there are birds that are that big, but that's just right. not that's just weird looking bird though. Yeah. The weird looking bird. But there are birds that look just like I mean the uh, it looks similar to a scavenger type. So it looks similar to a what are those called? The ones that scavenge um, vultures, Marcuses, vultures. It looks like a type of vulture. Maybe it could be like a very large vulture. Well, large and you know, I'm, huge. you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting depictions and proofs that if if there were, you know, certain kinds of because, you know, that they've come out and said that a lot of the dinosaurs that they've pieced together weren't actually true. You know, some of them, some of them don't even never even actually existed but there is some interesting pictures of some that you see depicted alongside humans you know especially like the brontosaurus for example you know there's still all those legends out in the congo of the one that actually still exists to this day and and you know that to me that's one of those things that's been super interesting i've listened to that one fella you know talk about his story of trying to go out there himself but not making it through the, the river of leeches and i'm just like I'm just like, man, I, I don't know. I think if I ever had the opportunity, I, I think I'd have to try to give it everything I had to try to get and see this. Well, you stores. also need a bit of resources because at the end of the day, you have to hire a crew sure. to come with you because you, know? you don't want to be. OK, let's be real. 
you are the definition. Let's talk about speaking of area without natives. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the guy that got the photo of what what they the say, giant the, snake the snake that was like a hundred and something feet long that actually lunged at the helicopter that. That's confirmed wow. by several people. That's why they yeah. are real. It's because there Wait. were several people there that saw the fucking yeah. snake and they're helicopter like, oh, that, that were on the helicopter. This was just it was at F- least eighty feet long minimum. They they said over a hundred. I've seen over a hundred. No, 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 I know, but they say the minimum estimate is at least eighty feet. But yeah, because there they is the problem this, is it's the angle, the quality of the photos. It's really on a hillside. It's on a hillside. It, it's and, from a helicopter. I get it. It's shaking. Yeah. People don't get yeah. a helicopter. Taking a picture from a helicopter. It doesn't. It doesn't work too well. Nope. 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 I've tried. I've tried. Modern I've tried. cell phone. Good luck. I've, I've tried. <laughs> Shutter speed should better be like 1000. If you look, I, it's wow. not hard, but it's still not bad. But you have to understand you're on a helicopter. So you see at the bottom. That's the vibration of the helicopter. It's it's a good picture. It was broad daylight, but he had to shoot so fast. So the reason why it's also dark, it's likely broad daylight. The shutter speed probably was really high anyway, but it was probably like a cheap camera. So up to a thousand. So you, for that, those situations need up to four thousand to really be able to capture the moment and without capturing the vibration. Getting into these areas, hundred foot snakes are the least of your pro. That's the least of your problems, really. Disease, that insects, was, the insects uh, can, in there will kill you. Cannibalistic, there. cannibalistic tribes. Yeah. Um, tribes that, I mean, people that have not come in contact with. St- they still exist, bro. Outside people. I mean, you're, you're cannibalistic tribes, the weather. Papua New Guinea is still full of nature in there's general. Over, there's over 13. Um, uncontacted tribes in Amazon. They just and leave most, them alone. And when you say tribes, these the, people think, oh, just oh, so dozen people. No, we're talking civilizations. When they, when you say tribe, it's a civilization. It's not just like a dozen people. No, it's hundreds. You know? hundreds. hundreds to possibly thousands of people. And it's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, a hundred foot snake, if that was the biggest problem, then count me in, but no, 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 no. That would be like going. That'd be like going into North Sentinel Island. I, mean, I spoke to a guy. Sorry, I was, I was no, no, go ahead. No. I spoke to a guy a few weeks ago. I haven't put the episode out yet, but he was a U.S. veteran for twenty years. He served in the army, and he claims that in the Congo, there is still dinosaurs now. Oh, I don't doubt I know it. Of. I've heard that. I've heard this. I've heard yeah. this before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just found that so interesting. Amazing. Oh, man. absolutely, man. Oh, I mean, there's, um, there's the Congo area. The Congo area. Um, that area. That's where all Africa, the cobalt comes from. Yeah. Um, that area of Africa, they were saying there were natural nuclear reactors there over 100,000 years ago. Oh, go, guys, guys, it gets crazy. It's way wor- crazier than I thought. The ho- okay, so it, let me show you here. This is crazy. I, I didn't know okay. it was actually this crazy. Oh, all right, wait. This is nuts. This is so cool. You can see the screen? 
All right. Look at look at the, the size. <laughs> it's way bigger than I thought. Brazil's uncontactized mostly within the Amazon uh, Amazon rainforest, believed to be the highest population uncontacted in the world. Sixty-seven uncontacted tribes. Sixty-seven, way higher than I thought. Wow. West Papua Papau uncontacted peoples located in Papua New Guinea, estimated forty-four thousand. That is a fucking civilization. Wow! In Papua yeah. New Guinea, in the in, in by like next door to Indonesia, That's next also, door to Australia. They also have the highest. Uh, the reason for that probably they that the, they have the highest concentration of the most languages in one in one country is Papua New Guinea. And and the thing is, there's that where the cannibals are in Papua New Guinea too. <laughs> there's a but they mm. eat you. They eat you after like. They eat your remain the remains of their enemies, so they cannot escape into the afterlife. I believe this was part of it. So it's like a revenge. They they <laughs> they take parts of you and they cook them and then they eat them to to trap you in this world, so you cannot enter the next world. That is some dark shit. <laughs> that is some mm. level ten dark. So, See, and they aren't the only ones to do that, though. No, no, I, I I'm all right. So the Papua New Guinea thing is super interesting. You know, that was something that one of the Rockefellers was super obsessed with. And they actually sent an listen, expedition there. All right. right. And, and, and they claimed that he was lost and eaten. And then many years later, somebody had returned there. And in this group of all of these dark skinned guys was this one dude that actually fits the portrayal, like fits the size, oh. look and everything of the lost Rockefeller. And wow. like that, you know. Oh yeah, there's a book, isn't there? A whole book about that. Some, there is a whole some, book. You know the 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 official story is he was eaten by these cannibals and blah blah blah. But like, there's even legend in I guess Papua New Guinea from other contacts later on that you know no he was like they ended up taking him into their tribe and he became a part of their group and everything. Oh, this like, was he, in he Papua New Guinea life. where he was. Where he where that happened? Oh, I thought yeah. it was in some other place. No, okay. no, and and so, and you know, there's all these photos like that. That's that's a photo taken by a different man years later that went back and swears. You know, he's just like, holy crap, he is still alive. But there's like photos and stuff leading up till like the day that he vanishes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of what he was out there doing because so, you know somebody he was with survived when the boat flipped or whatever, and they just like the story just seems like it's almost one of those things where he definitely kind of maybe maybe he might have faked his own death like maybe he didn't want to have nothing to do with the name that he was so blessed with you know at birth because he wasn't like the rest of them he had a infatuation with the land you know when you when you really study i went off to the side and studied about him a little bit and you know he michael rockefeller was not he rebelled yeah, he was he was the opposite of anything you'd hear about the even his father who was in you know who was in politics and stuff like that. Like he, his father actually was the Rockefeller that ran for vice vice president. And vice vice because they have he to was something in New York. Still. He was yeah. some, he was something <laughs> right, okay. In, he was something in New York State. For was a while, the, I think that was also when New York was its most corrupt. So mm -hmm. people might not know New York City was way worse than it is now but not by much i would say we're, we're also very close right now to like top tier corruption it's just very like rich corruption you don't see it at the bottom no no no. all the way at the top new york ran u.s politics in the past in the early 20th century oh, yeah. it was ran by new york politics 
There's a whole documentary you can watch about that's super interesting. That is about just how New York ran the United States for a while. And it was rich people in New York that ran the entire country. This is in the time of the robber barons, oh, wow. basically in the time where cons- consolidation of power was very, very tightly controlled, just like it is now. Two thirds of the world made $26 trillion in the last two, three years. Two thirds of all the money. Less than a thousand people made two thirds of all the money. Just let's put that into context. There's, you can easily control the population so that certain messages don't come across if they're too controversial. So I think this is weirdly one of them because why isn't there deep research into this? It just makes no sense. There should be deep research into this. It's and speaking of the, the Michael Rockefeller uh, expedition, that reminds me have you guys seen that movie, uh, The Lost City of Z? Yes. That's it's exactly a, what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. a true story, isn't it? That film. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, man. Um, it's based on. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch. Yeah. It's a good film, man. Yeah. It's, oh, there yeah. There we, there we go. That's it. An American yeah. Percival Fawcett. Let's see. Percival Fawcett. Yep. If you guys haven't seen it, got hammered to by MTV. Well, watch it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, now it South, is now South America. It is a painfully slow movie. I'll, it is painfully slow, but it looks like you the, know, the normal covered, people liked it. Yeah. I've covered. And back when I was doing things a lot more on TikTok or whatever, and you know, doing my little history lessons on there, I would cover a lot of South America because there is quite a bit of interesting things in South America, not only from the things that are like currently popular that we've talked about a lot here recently about finding all of the all of these cities down the Amazon River, but you know, South America is truly where they were like searching for El Dorado. And there was a, there was an adventure. His name is fleeting me at the moment, but that like got lost down there, you know, like they never heard. And he was looking for, you know, the lost city of El Dorado and stuff down there as well too. And other things. And there's, there's been so many talks of like golden. Cities and gold. Was it? No, well, no, 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 no. This was later. This was later in like the fifties. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second when I put it in my mouth, but, um, there were there were so there's so many different kinds of legends out of south of america and even like a lot of just weird cryptid things like uh, on a completely off the rocker thing when it comes to like south american cryptids i you know my first shaman i guess if that's what you want to call them was from down there off the coast near near like not quite Brazil, but not quite further down or whatever. They were a small country anyway, but they always told me legends and stories of not only mermaids, but losing their sibling to a mermaid and stuff, because it's something that's pretty commonly believed still down in areas like that. And I've always, I've always, you know, found that extremely fascinating and found that area itself extremely fascinating because a lot of South America is not only a lot bigger than people are mentally portrayed it, on like the map and stuff you know south america is really 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 big but like it's it's as uncharted i think as a lot of africa is like the congo for example and other places like that i think more so yeah absolutely. i think south america is more uncharted than africa is right now 
Um, you have, uh, because of the Amazon rainforest, because of the deforestation, just minimally, um, structures have been coming into view now that have been pre- that are previously unrecorded. Like, oh, we're not just like, like cities below, with millions of inhabitants. Well, Perry Fawcett, millions. Was, who I, Perry Fawcett was who I was talking about, who was looking for yeah, millions of people. That is, the we're, we're talking just because normally people, when 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 they say structures are coming into view and stuff, they think a few overturned stones, maybe you know a full. We're talking cities are being uncovered in the Amazon right now, and that are baffling people. Like uh, how, how I mean, because the Amazon rainforest is triple canopy jungle. You're not. I mean, satellites get nothing. Daylight does not hit the floor. Nothing um, previously unrecorded, and they're seeing these massive structures. And look like we said, millions of people. Those are just samples of all the wow. stuff they're finding. I mean, there's so much. There's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. I mean, look, look what the. But look, that look, that makes things. Is this under? This is under trees. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. Like but all that, you need to do is get in there, and you can walk oh, over to that. But see, that the makes thing sense. is they're think not about, getting in there anytime soon. Still, think about well, the, 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 these are the most fascinating ones. That the stories that that's, that's gigantic. The stories of the Spanish, you know, coming here before the European settlers, and then that's a that's a good overview. See all those settlements. When the Europeans got here, they're like, "Oh, this guy lied. There was nobody here." You know what I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> and it's because you guys ever of heard of Anger Wat? Anger Wat in uh in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Similar thing. Anger An- Angkor Wat was very big. It was a metropolis. It was a it was a thriving society. And a thousand years ago, everything went. I don't know exactly what exactly happened. I don't know the entire story, but around I think it's over a thousand years ago, everything went wrong and society crumbled. But it was a thriving, functioning city, and it was a beautiful place. But you can't find the majority of it. Like you can't find the majority of the remnants. Look, look like this is imagine things like this in South and in, in, in Brazil. I mean, in, in, in the Amazon hidden away. Yeah. Such amazing beauties that we are not seeing. Majesty. And that all brings race. in a question that all brings in a question. You know, That's- what existed? What existed before, you know, what we perceive as the beginning of society or the beginning of civilization? Or the beginning of when humans became civilized. What existed before that? Was there a civilization before us? Oh, I can't. I guarantee. And there's too much. You know, my like I've said, social media, the internet is one of the sharpest double-edged swords. I mean, they can use I mean, it we, to try we, and we bury. We were doing that stuff a thousand years ago. Yeah, they they can use in it the to try and the bury jungle. history and change history, but then we can turn around and use it to uncover history and you know dig for the truth at the same time. You know, yeah. Sorry, I I had it on mute. I was trying to. 
No, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the first person to be like, you know, something happens, something resets. You know, this goes back to where we were talking about earlier in the show of, you know, like the world resetting itself around and, you know, coming back around again from sticks and stones back at the beginning due to some kind of crazy event, whether it be solar flare destroying the AI that had us enslaved, whether it be the mud flood, you know, which is a very popular thing that I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced on because science proves the probability. And there's too many things that show that it seems like buildings were found, not just like built because, you know, these, these, there's in some instances, these massive structures that were built by people with horse and buggy. And you're just like, ah, man, I, I don't know, man, you know, and I, and, but this goes back into like this cryptid world, this cryptid realm and this giant realm and stuff like that. You know, if we, if we all lived at some point in time with all of these other creatures, like it would be nothing for a giant to pick up large stones and stack them. And, you know, in a way that we couldn't find, possible it wouldn't be anything for a shapeshifter to use some if they can shapeshift they can probably move something with their brain or something you know what i mean or and you know i've i've seen some really interesting things that prove that you can levitate rocks with sound so you know there's well, i would and well and the, this is the only question i think some maybe, maybe people pose that i don't think is asked enough is creatures that look sound in, in many ways to be superior to humans and countless manners why are they not around and we are i mean that <sighs> why aren't vampires a... around if they were so dominant and oh well now i still think vampires exist like that's one of those things it's about... not in the way that hollywood yeah. portrays yeah them. What yeah. would you describe vampires if they were? To Ener they're energy vampires. vampires. Yeah, they're not. I mean, like... that's that's a lot of humans. That's a lot of regular yeah. humans. Regular humans are energy vampires. Okay, so and another thing you really got to look at is, let's take into account like population density and where you know over. We, we all know overcrowding is, is an absolute myth. Okay. Eight billion people but that's Earth stretching is overcrowded, it. But you can overcrowd a city. That's possible. Yeah. There is plenty of room for these things to exist and us not know about them. We just have the illusion that we know. Because oh, we I have mean, a map I, that shows that we've been there. I agree. Yeah. Oh, it not, right? Those maps do not show places we have been. That's that's a big funny thing about Portugal. Portugal lied about all the places they explored, so they could just say just lay claim to mm -hmm. it. And for some stupid reason, the Spanish believed them. <laughs> so they imagine my shock. Somebody lying about history. <laughs> also, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Paraguay was gigantic. So. Paraguay so I got to so ask Thomas, since you you are out there in the UK, have you ever taken the time to? travel to find and go look around at Loch Ness or whatever? Uh, that's something I'd like to do. I haven't done it yet, but it's definitely something I want to do. That's on the list because I'm not that far away. So I think I'm about uh, what, um, probably a nine hour drive from there, I think roughly. So I'm not too far away, but I am actually going to Scotland in June. 
Nice. Well, that's for a, a stag do. So I don't know if we're looking for Loch Ness while I'm there. I might be. <laughs> I, might I mean, be you sneak up and <laughs> you know that that's also an I mean, area, do you, an area do you deep do in haunting and hunting? stuff too. So do you do do you do any like paranormal hunting, cryptid hunting? Uh, <clears throat> that's something I would like to start doing. I've not really been doing that. I'm I'm more just talking to people that have had experiences. Um, but that is something I'd like to do. I mean, especially now I know that I've got a, a possible dog man right next to me. I might start trying to get there out you there. Go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. when it, the, the weird thing is, when I, first, yeah, when I first moved here, I took my two daughters to the to the forest. Just was just having a walk about, and my eldest daughter she she stopped and she she got scared all of a sudden, and I was like, "What's the matter?" And she went. I've just seen two eyes staring at me and like she really freaked out. It wasn't really like her. And I was like, no, like she's been listening to me watching Bigfoot documentaries and she's just freaking herself out. And I was just sort of dismissed it, which maybe I shouldn't have done considering what I do. And um, about a week later, somebody told me about the Dogman law in that forest. So she could have seen something and I've sort of dismissed it, which is bad of me really considering what I, believe and do but so yeah maybe she maybe she did see the dog man <laughs> no, no, i mean you also you, want to be brave in the in the in the event of fear you know so i would also say to a child yeah there's nothing there come inside yeah yeah but, yeah, but exactly, at, yeah but at the but at, but at the same time oh, you know, i i really believe <laughs> i really believe that children at at a certain point of still having some sort of innocence can see on a different <clears> spectrum <throat> Yes, and yes. you know, bandit, ban- bandits, bandits going to get at me for this, but you know, he had we had some past <sighs> guests that made him uncomfortable oh, no, no. because they oh, kind of no, were no, just no. like, "Yeah, bro, you're <clears throat> you're not." No, 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 no. It's not that. It's it's that, and I I have a I I have a toddler in the house. Yeah, we we, we that that they do they I without a doubt I do believe that uh, they can see in feel and hear things that we can no longer we i mean we could if we attuned our minds to that again but we have been so our minds have been so corrupted by the world that we have lost that ability kids are open to everything can they you know kids are their minds are so pure and they're so attuned that they can see, feel, and hear things that we can't. And I mean, yeah, that that's without a doubt. Yeah, I tell you this: my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's eleven now, but she was four at the time that this happened. So my wife was driving her home. They'd been out in the town shopping, and they was coming home, and they've stopped at traffic lights, and there was just a, a building next to the traffic lights, just a brick wall building. And my little girl's gone, mummy, what, what are those people over there? And my wife looked and she's like, there's, there's no one there. It's just, just a building. There's no one there. And she went, no, mummy, I can see people with sheets over their faces. This is what she's saying. And my missus is a bit freaked out. She's like, okay. They've gone home. She's told her mum about this. And they're like, let's have a look, see what that building is. So they didn't know. They didn't have a clue. And when they've Googled it and looked where that building was, that building was a morgue. So my little girl 
I don't know what she's seen, how she, like, but she saw, yeah. she saw what was really weird, man. Yeah, I've, I've had, you... I've had a couple, you know, mediums and seers and stuff like that on the show here. You know, that's a, one of one of our highest, one of our higher rated shows uh, with a guest that's going to be coming back real soon. It was with a medium friend we made because of the show, uh, Miss Vicky, and like she. She sat in here with us. There was a handful of us in here that night. A couple of other guests that you, or co-hosts that you didn't get the pleasure of meeting this evening. But like by the time that episode was over, we were all just kind of like, "Whoa, you know." And it's just it's 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 interesting to have these conversations with these folks and and to meet people like this because when they can hit buttons or hit nerves or something that is in your realm of things without even truly knowing you that, you know, at all. And you're just like, now hold, now hold on a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. you know, like what, how, do, how are you telling me that I am definitely seeing this relative or whatever sitting here with me and stuff. And it's just like, you know, I've, I've had ghost type experiences, you know, that's something I've definitely seen in my life. You know, it's not, not out of the ordinary for me. Um, it, I've done, I've had the pleasure of doing like some ghost hunt stuff too. And it's, it, it's definitely exhilarating and you i think having an open mind going into it you open yourself to the possibility of actually coming across something um yeah. you know you i guess if you were talking to like a chick or something she'd be calling it manifesting it or whatever but like you know i we checked out this school that in the in the 70s and here in so, no, it was earlier than that. I'm sorry. It was during some race riots down here in Georgia. There was a a elementary school that was firebombed, um, you know, and in kind of the hood of Atlanta or whatever during these riots. And they put roadblocks, like the big concrete roadblocks in front of either end of the school and just left it sitting there until like 2008 or so when they finally demolished it. In the early 2000s, I went up there multiple times with friends and like we investigated every corridor of this place. And it literally was just closed down, a chain put on the door, and that was it for the remainder of the time. Sure, some graffiti and stuff had come over the years, but desks were still in place. There were stains in places that were interesting. You know, there was still the daily chalkboard writing and stuff that has faded and stuff like that. But we we inspected every corridor of this place and there was one room towards the front that we walked by every time that had a chain not only through the door but like through the frame of the wall and i was like i find that interesting let's save that for the end of our exploration and stuff so we we check out these corridors we all feel different temperatures we have some funny pictures come up on the polaroid and stuff like that that are really unexplainable you know we're we are all convinced one night we heard somebody telling us to get out and the night before we went on the final one, which was to go cut open that door, I had this dream of this little girl that I had seen in a newspaper article that I had found about it. And she kept pulling on my side as we were cutting the chain, telling me not to do it. And when the door opened in my dream, we seen red eyes staring back at us and like heard a rocking chair moving. Well, that night when we cut the chain, the six of us heard a little girl laugh. And when we opened wow. that door, there was a fucking rocking chair sitting in the middle of that room. And it was enough to make us all Scooby-Doo our asses out of there as quickly as we could because it was just like, holy shit, this is too much. And 
you know, we, we talked for a little while after that and we were all kind of convinced that we totally released something from that room that somebody may have very well magically put in there. That's why that chain was there or whatever, because we all had like interesting things happen moving forward from there that were just like unexplainable from even cars moving and stuff to other ends of the street. And like, we, we, we distanced ourselves from that place and then eventually it got tore down or whatever, but it was just one of the most, you know, just gut wrenching weird things ever. Like you just have this feeling come over your body that you're just like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. And, the children laughter thing didn't help either, especially when you know the closest thing to you is not a, you know, not kids or a school. So like it, yeah. it was just a wild thing, like a wild experience. And I've, I've had more experiences as far as ghost stuff and stuff like ever since I was little. And it's just, it's definitely something I've always been infatuated with. Like it, there's bandit. And I think Luis both have made a good point when we've talked about ghosts in the past, you know, uh, I bring up Luis's point a lot because I think it's funny is why, you know, what if they see us too? Like what if whatever is we're seeing in that realm sees us at the same time and, or the idea that it was something so traumatic at the time, like, you know, that it scars reality and it scars reality and it's there forever. Like, that's what happens in places that people have lived for extremely long periods of time. Like in Europe, that if they've lived there for, thousands of years in the same location same area you don't see that in areas that haven't had high human populations you only see it in areas with high density of human populations for extended periods of time over several generations it's it's like when you visit like a castle or something like that something that's been there for years a lot of fucked up shit happened in castles yeah and you can feel that energy the worst type of things in civil war We've got a Civil War battlefield here um, about 20 minutes outside of town. They, they also say even Gettysburg is haunted. One of the bloodiest Civil War battles took place in this area in, in most of Kentucky. And they say that thing on the regular, you will hear and see things um, that... that aren't there and like you said something traumatic that scarred reality happened there so i mean if you think about the fact that we are we the observers affect reality mm -hmm. what if consciousness can do something deeper that we are still unaware completely in comprehension to what's going on we really we think we know a lot of things right and then we discover we, <laughs> we were know flat nothing. out fucking wrong nothing. about everything we were thinking we were right about. <laughs> I'm the first yeah, to admit that I don't know, know Jack. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. The more you learn, the more questions you have. <laughs> it's, oh. you know, it's a, it's well, the more you thing. learn and the more you know, in reality, you come to the realization that you do, in fact, know almost nothing. You know? You know what? Yeah, but that's... You know, that really is true, though. The more you know and the more you learn, you come to that realization that, man, I don't know shit. I don't. <laughs> in the vastness of things. You thought you had a full bucket. Things. Nope. It's completely yeah. empty. You in the don't vast, know what the bucket is. It's like in the vastness of things. You just you, you just know nothing about anything. One of, really, one, I mean, one of my favorite the, aspects of it, though, is like when you – 
you know, you go on this quest for trying to figure things out. And, you know, at one point in time, you're going to convince yourself through the things you're seeing. You're like, no, nah, man, that was crazy. I, I'm grown up now. Bigfoot was never real. And then you're going to get a little bit further down the line. You're going to come back across some things and you're going to go, fuck. Bigfoot's probably Maybe totally him, real. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it, it's, it's, it's good to, good and healthy to have these questions and you know Luis said it earlier and he says it all the time that you know that a lot of a lot of things get brushed off because they're they're cryptids or they're just you know they're myths they're not real but like I mean it's also much were they like so there's two things right when it comes to society what's the easiest path to an answer because we have been so accustomed to idea of what's what's the easiest way to resolve that question when 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 they use sports to manipulate you to entice you into believing that the rivalry between Manchester United and whatever the fuck other like it's the only one I can say from your country sorry uh, <laughs> uh, whatever other soccer like sorry football team it's gaming whatever all those are distractions <laughs> they're all distractions this this is how much I care I mean they're fun to watch I'm not gonna take it away it's an interesting fun sport. I'm not going to insult the sport. I'm saying it's, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a distraction. And the state yeah. wants that distraction because it, it makes it so everyday people focus on things like sports, things that are not existentially going to destroy their lives. People don't want to think about those things. And when you think of cryptids, these are creatures that we don't understand. Can they harm us? How bad can they harm us? Look at The Last of Us. How much attention a video game from early 2010s is now getting mm-hmm. adapted to film about the quarter. Yep. People started getting obsessed over that stuff. But I mean, but now I mean, it's all over the internet. I think I, you know, Luis though, when it comes to like your cryptids though, like your cryptids were government made, weren't they? Like you, Chupacabras. Oh, Chupacabras, they think it was the government because in Puerto Rico, there mm-hmm. is uh USDA <clears throat> and other animal experimentations going on in Puerto Rico. If people didn't know, Monsanto fucks around there and other agencies fuck around in Puerto Rico. Their research agencies also have establishments in islands where they do additional research and human beings are banned from entering the island. There's an island called Isla de Mona, which ironically means island of monkey or like sounds like island of monkey. I believe there are now monkeys in the island from past research because, you know, they take over. Uh, there's also big lizards uh, and everything. I've 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 heard of friends that have gone there. I mean, you go to the beach and you get the fuck out. You generally, <laughs> nobody's like, let's go inside because you should get there. Are, sometimes there'll be people there and you should get permits because you could be damaging uh, research. This is the thing. There are areas where they're doing research. And if a human stumbles in, you just fucked up the research. Thanks, you dipshit. So there is a valid reason to keep people out. And it's not nefarious, but still crazy shit happens over there. So Chupacabras, weird. My thing is, what about all those mythical things that we believed in as kids, like Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, um, the Easter Bunny, stuff like that? You know, what if those are cryptids? I mean, isn't the Tooth, wasn't the Tooth Fairy some kind of like yes, the tooth, mythological okay, I should cryptid? Take, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should take the tooth fairy out. You're right. Uh, what, what, you know, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, 
I mean, what if those are cryptids? I mean, San- Santa-, Santa Claus could very well be based off of the idea that those little gnome dudes were bringing you mushrooms, you know, and, and tea and stuff in-, in the snowy areas of what, what I guess Siberia is what you consider it now, maybe like that. There's very, very true plausibility that that's that's the only part of the story that. that I my brain breaks. It's like, where the hell did elves come from? Like, what was that about? <laughs> Well, but now, now, garden, garden, garden gnomes used to be especially prominent, I believe, in the UK, a thing for rich people where they'd have an old wizard looking dude that lived on their property and tended to their property and were basic. The idea of a garden gnome was basically the same thing as that, just with not a real human being. Master gave Dobby a sock. Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, That's to be English, sir. That's yeah, master gave Dobby a sock. Dobby's a free elf. No, no, this is now, and that you know, going back to mentioning that, I mean, it's like how much of that is based in like reality? Like, how much? Anything that we take for granted as fairy tales or fantasy. It's just how much is based in reality, yeah. you know, because I mean, that awakens the, you know, it's like as a kid, you, you were just like, oh, that would be so cool. And then you you get into an adult in, into adulthood and you're like, sometimes you're still like, man, that would be so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. I mean, you know, that's and then, oh. that's kind of back to what I was saying about you know, at one point in your venture for truth, you might be like, "Oh, Bigfoot's not real," but then later oh, on, you're going to be like, "Shit, shit man!" Bigfoot's in the clown real. world we're living in right now, I don't blame them for staying hidden. All of the cryptids <laughs> or any <laughs> you know, of them, you, I don't blame them for staying sem- hidden. It might be their natural senses have attuned themselves to feel humans from a very big distance, because we remember we are broadcasting uh, waves brainwaves so what if they can fine-tune and feel humans this is not so crazy well all right so so crazy to think about so there's this there's this orangutan well there's this orangutan all right that it happens to be this was a bbc article i remember when this came out but um the orangutan it's loading that he this this one specifically speaks like a human um, his name's Rocky, and he's been mimicking human speech and stuff. Now, you get into some of these areas into Africa and stuff like that, and even you know in other places of the world because there's multiple species of orangutan out there. But some of, there's places of this world that I've heard these stories where the people are like, "Oh yeah, the orangutan can totally talk. They just choose not to because they don't want to be entrapped into this." you know this human life what like they, what 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 was there with the gorilla do you remember the message from the gorilla before he died when he was dying harambe he was trying to he was trying to get information about hillary clinton's emails out and then they shot him no oh <laughs> uh, boy man but, rest in peace harambe <laughs> yeah how to, harambe. i mean but it's his i mean that was that so stupid situation they didn't have to kill the Maybe. That whole situation led to where we're at right now. It did. 
It Harambe, Harambe yeah. Was, yeah. The, was the break of the matrix. It was the cat. It was the catalyst. That was the cat. Yeah, that was the. Why catalyst. did that kid need to jump in the? The kid didn't need to jump. It was all Harambe. <laughs> it's all. It's all in Harambe's mind at the end of the day. No, but if you, <laughs> what was that um, gorilla that used sign language? And there's even videos of it meeting different people. There's even the, it meeting Robin Williams and it even remembering Robin oh. Williams. Oh, this is I should I remember that them doing that in the movie Congo where they had the glove on the, the movie, the Congo. You remember that movie? Coco, Coco. The, the female Western lowland gorilla that yep. she knew sign language that there was all kind. Yeah, the Robin Williams one I actually found it immediately. Um, yeah, play that. They, if you want to play something really interesting. I'm going to just play it in the background yeah. uh, while we're talking. Yeah, they had that something like that in that movie Congo from the 90s that the gorilla could use sign language. But then they placed it. They had a glove on it that would read its sign language and then speak the words that it was signing. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, and this this begs to question, you know, if these other cryptid apes you know whether it be bigfoot or you know giant of some kind or whatever or, or even you know gorillas or orangutans and stuff like that you know is there is there some kind of connection that we have been disconnected to becoming a part of society but, and but getting Robin ourselves Williams further away he, from you know from nature and such he tickled a gorilla just now i don't know if he's right dude that. yeah he's tickling yeah. A, a grown <laughs> animal that can rip your head off yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, a that's, that's a connection. That's a connection into hum the true humanity. That's a true human. That was a great human. Oh yeah, Robert Williams was. He was. Yeah, he was a mere humans, human. I think. What's it? What is a what is a good human to aliens? Robert Williams. Just point at Robert <laughs> Williams. It's like what was a good one? That one. Yeah. She's so, a legend. Oh yeah, yeah. There's. There's great things with, when it comes to like his his work and stuff like that. And he, they they even showed Mr. Rogers in that video and stuff. You know, he worked a lot. Another guy that everybody and, loved. And and it's it's people that had that good positive message. I think that maybe they maybe they could co connect with Coco or maybe even other things like that. You know, or people over where the orangutans are that live amongst them or whatever. People that have gone out there and lived amongst gorillas and had gorillas accept them. You know, that's an actual true thing that has happened. And I think. I think maybe the further we get from nature, the less we have the ability to maybe connect with a lot of these folks, but the closer we get back to it, maybe, you know, maybe there's a whole world out there waiting for us. Maybe we can totally talk to animals like Tarzan could in the Disney animated classic. Like it, I, I am sure to a degree, we could probably communicate with a few to a, to in the same way we do now. You could say because you're adapted to just but, living with but them. Who, so. But but who? But I mean, sure, I can we pick talk, up on certain we talk cues to birds. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Look at, think of it. We talk to birds. We talk to we apes. Talk, we we talk to apes. We, we talk, talk to dolphins. If dolphins. birds were real, we, talk we would talk to them. That's so right. Talk, by the way, rats are great pets. <laughs> like we talk to rodents. Now, can we respond? Yeah. Wait. I think we could also understand. The, the hey, we. You said rats are good pets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't know. Except rats subway except, except subway rats. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> subway rats. Listen, I have seen their home York... are not exactly the same species. I have yeah. seen New York rats, bro, and no, <laughs> that could be a Dude. house dog. 
Yeah. You want a dog or you want a subway rat? And like, is that a is that a cat or a rat? Yes, they get that big. <laughs> oh, they do, man. Rats oh, in New York man. get gigantic. They we're, are. Immortal, we're talking about the four-legged rats, not the two-legged rats. Ah, man. Oh no, those. I mean, kangaroos. <laughs> when 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 will when will the curse of Adams go away? <laughs> go away Adams go away curse of Adams choo, choo. well you know uh, but before we get here close to getting ready to wrap up because I know we're getting close to that time you know I like to go around and make sure there's nothing else we didn't get to cover or anything is there any other good stories you want to throw out there for the world to hear before we get out of here tonight Thomas um is, is there anything else you like I mean I've seen I've seen ghosts and stuff or is that just going to start a new <laughs> I mean, we we've talked about I'll some stuff this evening. We've got a return. We've got a returning guest. Yeah, well, that's the way I look at it. Is you know, you can definitely come I'm, back. And I'm happy to come back anytime you guys want me. Oh I'm man, well yes. And you yeah. guys are all welcome on Let's Get Freaky podcast as well. We'll have to set it up, man. We'll have to come over there and yeah. set it up. How freaky do we get? It gets freaky. Yeah, that's what's up. No, as freaky well, do you want to get? Well, I mean, I guess I guess. Well, speaking of that, would you uh, would you like to get? You know, I, I always like to give you an opportunity to give your plugs and stuff for everything where everybody can come and find you and check your stuff awesome. out. And... Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, so we're on, we're on every pretty much every podcast platform. Um, we put a show out every week. Um, might start putting two out a week. Um, recently joined YouTube. Not got a lot on there yet, but there will be more on there soon. Yeah, yeah come and say hi. We talk all ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, anything paranormal supernatural when we talk about it um yeah so come over guys come say hi <laughs> yeah you got and you guys know that as as normal i'll have all those links so that you can get back and find him and as well as find everything we've talked about tonight that i've pulled up on the screen and maybe i can convince Luis to drop some of those sweet pictures he made tonight in his section of the website that we got going on for him over there and you guys can check back on them too you know because he's Luis does a lot of cool stuff when it comes to like that artwork and stuff. He's introduced it to a lot of our friends oh, here on the show. Oh, I'm going to do some crazy stuff soon. That's and like cool. it's it, it's we've watched that that one specific AI art generator when he when Luis first started coming over here playing around with it to where it is now. It is just like whoa, like it is just you know advanced and it's just it's just a reality as we understand it will cease to exist, which is. Um interesting something that kids will not understand completely <laughs> how we didn't question uh, we're talking about the uncanny valley how we didn't question what was in front of us on the screen if it was a real human or are we all a fabrication of artificial intelligence right now hi <laughs> bandit you got any closing things for me this evening nothing man it's been a good show it's always good to have uh it's always good to to have a show where I actually ha I have some knowledge to share. <laughs> we need to explore. Yeah. Of course, of course. Well, you know, you guys, like I said a few minutes ago, I'll make sure that I got all the links that you guys can get back to Thomas and check his show out. And I'll have his Thank Instagram linked much. up there so that you guys can go over there and follow him on Instagram and see what keep up with everything he's got going on. And uh, before we get out of here, I've been continuing to give away our stickers and hey, they're starting to run out, but we still got a little bit of a stack of them going on. So if you guys want to get yourself a sweet unconstitutional awakening, the podcast sticker, 
All you've got to do is answer tonight's pirate riddle. So hope you guys are ready. Now that you're getting close to land, you need you need your pirate ship to stop. So you take down all your sails and this object in the water you will drop. Go on over there to unconstitutionalawakening.com and find this episode to answer that question and score yourself a sweet Unconstitutional Awakening sticker. You guys can also check out everything else that we got going on over there and we look forward to it. So we're going to weigh anchor and head on out of here. Good night, everyone.